Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. And hello everybody and welcome back again to another episode of Attitude Era Live, the number one sports talk uh, and wrestling talk podcast, uh, at least on this side of the airwaves anyway. Uh, I know we've got some big followings overseas as well as some big followings domestically, so Uh, We do appreciate all of that. Uh, Once again, you do hear music in the background. I am in the radio studio covering the national championship, but I'm also covering the local uh, hip-hop station as well. So I'm doing double things tonight, so it's going to be kind of loud in the background, unfortunately. Um, So I'm going to pop in and out when I can. But uh, we do have the two best co-hosts anybody could ask for, Icon and Granny Holster, here with us tonight. Uh, And uh, I know you guys had a... um, Pretty interesting weekend, but Icon, one thing I noticed that I wanted to ask you about uh, was I, I know you follow, I know you're very passionate about your twins, you're very passionate about your bison, your Ohio State Buckeyes, your Minnesota Vikings, and I, I don't know much about the Timberwolves, but I, you, you might be there as well. But uh, you guys had a cornerback turn himself into some sort of a crime today? I heard about that on the news feed. Uh, well, what happened there? Uh, as far as... Uh... Who, Jeff Gladney, State? I think. No, no, no. The the Vikings. Gladney, I believe. Uh, I, uh, I I've uh, I've been at uh, I've been at work all day, so I haven't heard that. It's uh, that's weird. I I never heard about that. Really? Yeah, he's being charged with some sort of a felony or somebody turned himself in. I don't know. I didn't. We don't really cover the Vikings out here much, unless they're playing a New York team. So that's why I don't really see him that often. But I don't know. I just figured maybe you can give us some insight on it. But. Uh, one thing I did want to go over, too, is you guys noticed last week the Alexa Bliss segment with the box. Her eyes are getting darker and darker every week uh, with those crazy mm-hmm. contacts as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I – Did you hear about that? Why? There's got to be an end game. There's got to be an end game to this. I, I don't know if this comes to a head soon and she snaps out of the trance or what, but how much longer can they keep this Bliss Fiend storyline going? That's my question. 
Um, but well, so what, what were you saying? Well, I kind of cut you off. Well, the the way I understand it is, uh, I guess the uh, I guess the contacts have been irritating her eyes. Uh, been having issues well, with uh, with the contacts. Yeah, that's why those segments have been very short. I would imagine. Um, this this whole thing has to has to come to a head pretty soon. I mean, she's not even in a single feud. She's not even wrestling right now. She's wasting the prime of her athletic career doing silly segments. Uh, I was behind it for a while. I liked it for a while. Now I'm like, hey, I want to see Alexa Bliss in the ring. If she's going to be a dark character in the ring, fine. Put her in the ring as a dark character, but at least have her in the ring because, I mean, literally, she's not getting any younger. And, you know, she's still the same. You know, she's still hot, but but she's not getting any younger, and she's she's going to waste the prime of her athletic career doing stupid segments for, you know, Bray Wyatt, who's not even getting a title push. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um it's it's starting to go stale on me a little bit. I know it went stale on you guys a little while ago, but uh, I just kind of want the old bliss back, the bliss that I uh, initially had a crush on. But anywho, how have you guys been well, this week? Well, um, are you saying what? this wouldn't be? Are you saying that this is the first time that the WWE has helped ruin a career? Um, no, <laughs> I, no, no, no. What I'm saying is this is the first time that that, that they've taken somebody that I actually like and are doing a storyline that I like or like duh, and are running too long with it. They're overstaying their welcome with a said storyline. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Attitude Era used to do storylines. I mean, the McMahon, the McMahon-Austin thing lasted for almost three years. But, you know, things came to a head. There was an ebb and flow. It was like a, it was like a, a, a heart monitor. It would go up, then it come down, and then there would be another one. Then it would go up to a point, come down. And go up. I mean, it just seems like there's no there's no end in sight for this, and um, I think it's going to grow stale, especially since they're going to start having fans in the stadium again or in the arenas again, and you can't do a lot of the special effects stuff that she's been doing with this character with people there. The reason why she's been able to do a lot of this stuff is because they were able to pre-tape it in the Thunderdome with all the, the screens and the technology. You can't do a lot of that stuff with fans, so they're going to have to put her in a singles feud pretty soon. Uh, and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping See, they were good with edge Edge retired on his own and Edge retired because of injuries, but I like what they did with edge. I'm hoping they don't ruin Alexa bliss for me. Cause that would be devastating. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I think it, what would be really the best for you is if they put edge and, uh, Alexa bliss together, that would be your dream pairing. At least I, at least I think it would be. It might be. Did he step away or what? I guess he did no, no, step no, I'm, away. I'm, oh, I'm, there he is. I, I, there he is. I, I, I'm here, but I missed the question. What's up? Well, I think he, your, your ideal pairing would be uh, Edge and Alexa Bliss together. Oh, well, yes. Yes, but I mean, obviously, I'm, I am I don't want to see, you know, any, any homes be ruined or anything. I know Edge is a happily married man, but, but yes, if those two were – you know, if those two were around at the same time, if Alexa Bliss were around in the early 2000s, uh, I would have I would have loved to see uh, Edge and Bliss instead of Edge and Alita. I definitely think with Alexa Bliss. Now, again, take this dark attitude completely out of it. I'm talking about the original Alexa Bliss, the goddess Alexa Bliss, the one that's you know that we all knew and loved before she got possessed. Um, Take that one with her attitude and her demeanor and put it with Rated R Superstar Edge, and that would have been a, a dynamic duo. 
Uh, the only thing is she was in middle school when Andrew's father. So, I mean, it, it, it's yeah. different there. Well, but but, hey, uh, but that would have been awesome. That reminds me of a question that a fan wanted me to ask you about Edge. You know, apparently uh, we have a we have several fans in Ho Chi Minh City, and we we love all our fans in Vietnam. But one of them actually sent me a question, an email about uh, apparently they've been going back and watching old shows. You know, kind of like what you're doing with the uh, you know uh, catching up with the WWE back in the day, but. Uh, the question was Yeah, well you catch up uh, on catch up on all the on all the episodes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you know, he had uh you know, he wanted to know about uh you know, you always talked about you, you know, you love the rating our superstar edge and you always mentioned that you didn't really like the for the benefits of flash photography edge. Now I guess the question that he wanted me to ask you is did you not like Edge that period at all? Or did you just start liking him when he became rated R superstar or did you like him more? No, I was okay, so I was a as I've explained a couple of times, I was pretty much solely a WCW kid. Okay, uh like I said, my aunt knows Hulk Hogan personally. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching Hulk Hogan uh in the WCW because of that. So I, you know, when Edge first debuted, I was watching WCW. I had to go in and catch up to the Attitude Era. So then when, when WCW got bought out, um, they had, you know, Benefits of Flash Photography, Edge. I was focused on The Undertaker and The Rock and Stone Cold and guys like that uh, more so than Edge. Don't get me wrong. I liked the Edge character, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he didn't have the same meaning to me that the Major R Superstar Edge had. Uh, and, and I think that's just because there were so many good heels at the time that the faces, like you had to be a very, very, very good face in order to counter that. And he was, didn't really have a singles career. Um, he was with Christian, obviously, in tag team. And I, I wasn't a big tag team wrestling fan. So um, it's not that I didn't like him. I just didn't like him the same way. I've always been a fan of the heels. I've always been I, I know Granny, I know that's hard to hear. But I've always been I've always been a fan of the heels. Um and I've always been a fan of, of the bad guy that looks cool. That's why I loved the NWO. That's why I loved Hogan in the NWO. That's why I loved D X when the original D X. Uh, you know, I, I loved the bad guys who were supposed to be the cool bad guys. And Edge was the corny good guy at the time. So I liked him better when he was the top heel on the roster, kind of like Triple H was years before that. So, yeah, pretty much that, that'd be the answer. It's not that I didn't like him. I just didn't like him as much. Well, you know, the cool thing is you're kind of like Eric Bischoff. It's like you're kind of like little, like, small models to answer a question, which I like. But, you know, actually, my my Edge fandom started before that. I loved uh, the mysterious Edge the when he would come out, you know, before he joined the Brood. Uh, uh, probably one of my favorite all-time matches in his when he was, was tag teams with Sable against Mark okay. Merrill and uh, um, mm. Mm. oh, what was her name? Uh, um, uh, the uh, God, the African American gal from uh, Jacqueline. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, so. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, That's though. What when I, Edge, I really love Edge. When Edge made history um, originally, it wasn't when he was WWE uh, Attitude Era Edge. 
when he when he jumped off the ladder and he speared he speared the guy off the ladder. That was a WrestleMania. That was still the you know bandana looking pant edge, um, not the rated R edge. But uh, you know, for me, don't get me wrong, Edge was somebody that I liked. Um, I think I didn't pay as much attention to him back in the day, and now going back and watching these episodes again. I look at him in a different light because I know it's the same dude. So obviously I like I like going back and watching things that I may have overlooked in the past regarding him. Um, but but yes, I, I definitely like the heel version. And uh, you know I love that theme song that he had too uh, when he won the Intercontinental Championship for the first time. Uh, uh, I can't remember who sang it. It's like "Ain't Gonna Stop Edge" or something like that. I can't remember who it was, but uh, that was actually uh, my favorite theme song his back in the day. When he uh, when he started, but anyway, uh, we do have. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let everybody know that we have a big show tonight, which we do, uh, at, like we do every night. Uh, but uh, tonight, uh, we actually have a, a little bit of a uh, uh, substitute uh, tonight. Uh, our original guest, uh, Jay Cole, had a uh, had a medical emergency, so he will not be with us tonight. But uh, so what do we got? Two, uh, Matt, two guests? No, we got three guests. Uh, we oh, we have, got three. Uh, okay. We have Matt Johnson taking in. He's a great referee from my neck of the woods. Uh, so we're going to talk to him, and uh, and we're going to have. Uh, I've been waiting for this guest. We're going to have Jesse. Uh, uh, get this, Jackie, <laughs> Jesse Rebecca Hodder is going to be on with us, uh, and we're going to have Brittany Brown, the legendary Brittany Brown. He was, uh, she broke into the business in the 80s, uh, and she was trained by Killer Kowalski and uh, the fabulous Moolah. So uh, we're going to talk to her. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to have a big show tonight, and uh, I can't wait. And uh, I also really want to uh, pitch uh, my appearance uh, this Wednesday uh, with uh, Debbie uh, Crystal's show. Uh, so be checking me out, 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, she's going to be interviewing me about uh, the happenings with Attitude Era Live and how, just how we became number one in Vietnam. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Uh, it's going to be fun. So, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, real quick, that we uh, I'm actually proud of the fact that we are number one in Vietnam. Uh, our so, number one in, in, in South Africa and um, you said parts of Australia too as well, right? And, and uh, places in the U.K. as well. Wow, look at that. Not too many podcasts can say that, you know. So, uh, hey guys! I, I, yeah. Hey guys! Nice, I'm nice, on nice. my way yes. home. I'm just getting ready to drop Anthony off. He just did his first cornhole league night. He's playing cornhole now with a bunch of our friends out at the Moose Lodge, and he wanted to do an imitation for you guys. Okay. Oh, that's fine. He can do that. Yeah, hit it. Yeah, hit it. Gene. Woo! All right. 
All right. Little, 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 old, little old Ric Flair action going on. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. The Nature Boy. Ooh, yeah. There's the macho, man. That's, that's <laughs> macho. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> oh, there, there's my man. There, there's, there's Hulk Hogan. There's my man. Yep. Now, can he do the best The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, who is all the way, by the way, one of our sponsors. Thank you to the Hart family and the Hart Foundation and Sharpshooter Funding for being our sponsor, by the way. Uh, but, yes, continue. So, now he wanted to do those imitations for you before he got out of my car. <laughs> So. All right. Well, we're just waiting for our first guest here, and uh, we uh, once we uh, once our guest calls in, we'll be able to uh, go on with this interview, and uh, hopefully he'll uh, call in soon because I did give him the signal. So. So I'll. Let him know that we are ready for him. Hold on one sec, guys. So, how was everybody's weekend? Mine was busy, as always. Weather's been a little crazy here in Arkansas lately, and um, you still there with this big swing, or did you step away? Well, fans, I guess it's okay, just I, granny. I, 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 can't, oh. I, I guess it's on. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The first time a referee has ever had to tag into the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, we're welcoming him back. He is a referee extraordinaire. He is Matt Johnson. Hey, guys. This is Jesse Johnson from Minneapolis here. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the big swig, and granny hulkster. How y'all doing? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. Yeah, we're getting rain up here right now in Minnesota. Yeah, I uh, I heard that. Uh, you know, you're just a state away, so uh, uh, I don't know if it's coming this way or if it's going. Uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna send it to Wisconsin, let's just send it to them. I think that's where it's heading. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so, uh, so if you want to. Uh, uh, give people a little background about yourself. Can you give everybody remind you, uh, remind us who you are, and then we'll uh, have some fun here with you. All right. Hold it. Now, uh, like I was telling you last time I was on, I had a story for you about why the name Jesse. The name Jesse was used. A uh, buddy of mine from high school, as we were growing up from being kids, he, uh, when we were in high school, we had gotten in a little bit of a scuffle at in the auto shop he ended up going home that day and uh the next morning he was on his way to school on his skateboard he didn't make it to school oh that's sad what happened my my buddy he was hit by a car and 
over the course of time talking with him, we had talked about becoming wrestlers and, and, you know, going as a tag team, whatever. And I just, I felt best to, and I still talked to his mom and his sister and I told them exactly why I'm using the name Jesse and they are all cool with it. They don't have any issues with me doing it. And so I, I, I'm going to keep rolling with it because so I, you, you probably know alive. this already. Well, you probably, you probably know this already, but we do have the 612 number on. Yeah, you, yeah. you just interrupted your story. Oh, oh, my bad. I, I, was, I was only half listening, so okay, I got you. All right, um, All right go ahead. As I, was, as I was saying, this, uh, the story with my, my ring name being Jesse is the fact that my best friend from high school, he got hit and run when we were in freshman year. He didn't survive. He didn't make it. And I ran with who I was going to be from that point on in the ring. Whether I was now, wrestling they, or whether uh, I was. Did, did, they, uh, did, they, did they ever catch the guy who, uh, who hit your The friend? guy never came forward. Nothing was ever done. Um, nobody ever stepped forward about it. And that to this day still frustrates me. He, uh, and, whoever uh, it was, never came So, forward. to this day, the case remains unsolved. It, do you know if it's still open? I would guess it would be, wouldn't it? I don't know that it's still open. I don't know. Um, I'd like to say it is, but, again, I don't know because I haven't really brought it up to his mom and his sister. I, I think it's kind of a, a cold case at this point. As far as that goes, it's it's disappointing to to that aspect. But I stop out every now and again to visit him at the at the uh, cemetery, and he knows exactly when I come out there exactly what's going on. He also knows that I'm using his name to keep him alive and doing what we had talked about doing. You know, keeping his memory alive. You know, um, you know, it's it, it, that is a, you know, I appreciate uh, you sharing that story with us. Uh, you know, and it's it's a sad deal, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's awesome as you can keep your your friend alive, uh, his memory alive that way. But you know, with, with uh, you know, uh, I was kind of kind of curious, you know, with with something like this, you know, with all these. Uh, you know, with all the uh, all the shows that you have on, uh, you know, these days, uh, did his uh, did his mom ever think of maybe uh, uh, contacting them and doing a show about it? Maybe they could find something. Um, I haven't discussed it with her, and that's something I wanted to discuss with her and her her daughter, um, just to kind of see what their thoughts are on that. Maybe see what the promoter thinks of doing something like that when we actually start doing shows again because we're still sitting in the uh, no shows aspect right now here in Minnesota but um, that's something I've thought about I've tossed it around but I wasn't sure how to go about it and I'm not ready to just open the door on that one with with his mom so. It, well, you know, it it would be kind of it would kind of uh, it would be kind of great if you you know you could do that, uh, you know, because 
back back in the day, you know, I mean, there's there may have been people that uh, you know have saw would have saw something, uh, you know. And the reason why I bring this up is because you know you see, uh, you know, I watch I do watch all these shows uh, that are on like ID Network and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, and there's there's several there's several of those those uh, TV stations that have shows like that, and uh, you know it's amazing to me watching these shows and then uh even though the case may have been twenty, thirty years ago, how many new leads that they find after all this time? You know? Right. And it would be well, you know, and if uh that is something that uh, you guys ever decide to do, well we'll definitely uh help out in any way that we can uh to promote right. it to get more people, more eyes to watch that. Um and uh get the word out, you know. So we we love to help out with that. Definitely, that'd be cool. I mean, this this is kind of one of those issues like he's here one day gone the next and we had a little bit of a argument at the auto shop and I look back behind me the next day and the, his chair sits empty. I'm like until the principal's voice came over specifying what took place. It was at the time of that announcement being made over the PA system that I lost it. One of the other guys that was sitting behind him sat down in his desk, wrote down his name, birth date, and date of death at, on the on his countertop for his table that, that he sat at. And which uh, I thought was cool. You know, but you know if that date is still there. I don't believe it is. I, it was written in pencil, so I don't. I don't think it's still there at all. But well, it's, it, it's definitely something that the whole auto shop had been reworked over time anyway. So I don't know how much of it the way the way I remember it would still be versus how it might be now. Um, right. So much has changed around uh, that school as it is. Uh, Matt Johnson's our guest here. We got uh, 19 minutes here with Matt. So, so you, uh, so you took your friend's name uh, and you, you, you got into wrestling as a as a referee, which is awesome. Uh, have you? Uh, what's the what's the scene like down there in Minneapolis uh, now with the uh, uh, with all the COVID stuff going on and uh, the promotion that you work for? Have you? Uh, uh, are you guys getting any closer to starting to put on any more shows? Uh, it was about a month ago that I saw a post from the promoter himself saying that he was going to call the venue. And I haven't really reached out to see what was going on, see what he'd heard. But at this point, we're still not running anything. We're still not any closer with the vaccine rollout that we have right now. We may be getting closer by maybe the end of or the middle of summer to seeing what's going on, but right now there's not a whole lot of push to get something running yet, which I get it. We're up to where we can have almost a couple thousand people in a building at this point, so we can have more people at a show. 
And, uh, you know, I know that uh, in Minnesota, like in uh, North Dakota, they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, things are slowly starting to, uh, you know, get back to normal and we're slowly starting to uh, turn the corner. And, uh, you know, hopefully, and I, and I really hope, I'm really hoping with all this that uh, by midsummer, uh, that uh, things won't be told. Things will never be totally back to normal ever again. We know this, right? But uh, but uh, I'm hoping by midsummer that it, it'll go back to we can actually start living our lives without having to live our lives in fear uh, with the COVID mm-hmm. virus. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I and my fiance we just got uh, our first vaccination last week, and uh, you know. You get vaccinated and you wait three weeks to have your next, uh, your secondary dose, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, things will improve. But uh, <clears throat> Matt Johnson's our guest here. We got uh, 17 minutes here. Uh, what uh, what is the name? Uh, tell us a little bit about the promotion uh, that you uh, that you're with and uh, how long you've been with them, and uh, what uh, you know we we already understand what the future looks like, but. Uh, what uh, give us a little background on that? All right, so I'm working with Steel Domain Pro Wrestling here in Minneapolis. Um, Steel Domain Wrestling came out of Chicago. It was a company that was in Chicago and it came over here to Minnesota. Um, promoter's name is Ed Hellier. He uh, he runs a really tight ship. He doesn't he doesn't want the guys having a beer before the show. You want a beer, have a beer after your match, after the show's over, basically. You know, once your once your matches are done, you're good. Um, he doesn't want he's responsible to the fact of he doesn't want his boys working out there under the influence. Um, he uh, definitely he made that very clear to a lot of us at all costs. And I work with not only him but MAW Midwest All Star Wrestling in um Minnesota with David Armatrano and uh uh Eli McLaughlin here. They uh they run a pretty tight ship too and they're looking to have when they start running shows I think in October they're starting to look to have Scott Steiner up. That'd be um, awesome. I don't know at this point, I really don't know as far as, yeah, that's set out into October, but I don't know anything further out or anything as of the next couple months yet. Hopefully we get something coming soon, but those guys, they've called me on a moment's notice to come do a show because they've got a guy short or a ref short or something. They need me and I can generally make it work. And it, and, and it's, it's a partnership between them and steel domain where, you know, how talent goes around each promotion type, like it used to be. And well, in the indie circuit, we know that happens a lot. So, um, there's a lot of their guys that are on the, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the, uh, temple of terror in steel domain wrestling. Uh, the Golden Idol runs the Temple of Terror. If you know who the Golden Idol is from back in the day, 
he's running with Steel Domain. He's part of the he he's part of the whole crew who's running the show. So he uh <laughs> he's he's the head of the temple and got his band of goons, obviously. The goons, why I refer to as the 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 top of the top heels and he's got a decent crowd of people. He's got some Sounds of the like decent... Granny Holkster needs to make an, a, a personal appearance to take out <laughs> not take a few notches down out of those heels. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be and if so you're awesome. and if you're listening, what did you call him? Golden who? What did you call him? The the Golden Idol. Well, Golden Idol, if you are listening, Granny Holkster is issuing you a challenge to call into this podcast, and you and I will have definitely have some words, my friend. So I'm issuing a challenge to the Golden Idol or any of your goons that think they're man enough to face the likes of Granny Holkster. Please call in because I will tell you what I think. And you may not like it, boys, so bring it on. And uh, that would be... Granny's very serious about these challenges, too. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just, ask, uh, just ask Sylvester, Sylvester J. Fox. J. Fox, yes. You know, mentioning Sylvester, I've worked with him a few times down here in the cities. We've mm-hmm. had him oh, as a sorry. manager. We Well... We he's not terrible to work with at all. I I enjoy working with him when he's there. Um, he was when I first worked the show for MAW. He was a manager outside the ring. I dealt with him like I deal with the idol. Keep my eyes on him. Um, another one, you know, there was a couple times we had him at Steel Domain. He he's a fair character. He's a decent character. I like I like working with him. I loved working well, with him, and I would love to come up there and work with him again. Well, you know, I'll that tell you, uh, we should uh, we should find a way to uh, uh, try and uh, hook you up with uh, the rest of the promotion we have here uh, uh, to uh, uh, to uh, work uh, with the promotion we got uh, as as an appearance. Uh, now, uh, is uh, the Golden Idols his uh, first name Mark? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we might have to. Uh, I might have to try and uh, corral this guy and see what we can do about getting him on. I think it would be an interesting, uh, interesting deal. I really do. He's a nice guy. Again. Don't get me wrong. It's it it it's working with these guys as often as I have. You know, getting to really sit down, talk with them, get to know them as much as I have in the past few years. I respect these guys. I respect what they've done. I respect what they do. Well, you know, it's, as I it's still scratch claw and how, you know, it's amazing try to how, how uh, you know you mentioned that there are. There are guys that uh, are completely polar opposites of the characters that they play. Mm-hmm. With the exception of a few. 
for instance, uh, in my case, uh, Mr. Harlem Heat is the way that the guy is on the air and in person. So there, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, there's no, um, there's no distinction between the two, really. And uh, I found that out uh, in more ways than one. Thank you. Uh, and he hasn't nice. been back on. He hasn't uh, been back on the show since. Uh, he hasn't been back on the show since, and there's obviously a reason for that. Well, obviously. So anyway, uh, so we have uh, we have uh, Jesse Johnson's our guest here. We have uh, we have about uh, nine minutes. Uh, uh, Granny, go ahead. What do you guys for our guest? Go ahead. Well, you know, I've I've just been enjoying listening to this interview, you know, and I just really wish this golden idol person would just really accept Granny's challenge and just, you know, call in just to see see how man enough he is to stand up to the likes of me. But I know that's probably not going to happen, and that's okay, you know. That's okay, Golden Isle. You, you just be you. You do what you do and think you know everything and be the top man that you are, but you, you wait until... You cross the path with Granny Holster someday, and and you'll realize what Granny's all about. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and uh, you know we've uh, we've mentioned that about Granny. I mean, if she likes you, she'll make you cookies. If she doesn't like you, she'll hit you with her cane. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, I've never hit anybody with my cane. Now I've had wrestlers take my cane. And use it on other wrestlers, like Tommy Dreamer did one time, you know. But um, I've never personally hit anybody with my cane. But you well, know, know, make me mad, make me like mad enough, cane, make me mad enough, and I'm I might. But you know, I, Granny knows her limitations. I know what I can get away with and what I can't get away with, and I'm very good. In the crowd, I, I, I don't cause trouble because I don't want to get kicked out of the building. I want to get kicked out of the show. But I do put the heels in their place when they need to be put in their place. I If I need if I feel like they need to be put in timeout, I tell them so. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along, uh, you know. So. Uh, Jesse Johnson's our guest here. we got about seven minutes. And uh, one thing I do want to thank you uh and I know our fans will thank you uh, that uh, we did. Uh, I did receive your autographs via uh, package. I do appreciate that. And, yeah, I still uh, owe Granny's. I got to get Granny's help. There's been some some things that have happened since I talked to her, and that's and okay. There's been no problem. Just some things that I got to I got to get that out in the mail this week. So I'll I'll no get that. No problem. No you. no worry. No worries, Jesse. No worries. It's it's fine. So no worries. I perfectly understand. So I've had a crazy week or so myself, and it's going to be even a little bit crazier next week, it looks like. So, you know, I perfectly understand. So no worries. Yeah, I, well, you just, know, I, I uh, feel bad I haven't gotten that all yet. Oh, don't worry about it. It's it's fine. It's perfectly fine. So, You know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, they were all pretty I well can, straightened uh, out. They weren't folded uh, or anything, were they? 
What's that? They weren't folded up or anything like that when you got them, were they? Well, I don't, uh, I don't really trust our mail people here. Uh, that's why you I noticed always, how I packaged uh, them. Yeah, and I know that's why I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> that's why I, I appreciate uh, what you did, um, uh, the way that you wrote that, because uh, what happens is. Uh, I had a couple, a couple guests uh, send us, send me some autographs, and the the jackass mail guy that we have here just stuffed them in the mailbox and ruined the pictures. Oh, Lovely. So that's why I tell people put do not bend on the on the thing, so he does not do that. So you put them on top of the mailbox. Right. Well, I didn't. I I not only told him not to bend them, I also put put cardboard and put them in between the cardboard to, to yeah, make sure. Yeah, and I like, know. It's like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you pack them like kryptonite, which I appreciate. <laughs> I didn't want them to get but, bent up uh, at all. And, uh, I, I also, uh, I also do appreciate, uh, you, uh, you filling in at the last minute too, uh, you know, um, I hope that's uh, <clears throat> not a problem anytime. Yeah, I uh, I hope that uh, you know uh, our, our guest that you're supposed to have on. He had uh, an emergency uh, with his uh, friend that had to take him to the doctor, so uh, emergency room. So we hope that uh, he's uh, he is well and uh, he will be back with us at some point. Uh, uh, but with the schedule that we have and everybody, uh, and, uh, we're booked, uh, we're booked solid now until the end of 2022. So, uh, obviously COVID hasn't, sh- uh, slowed us at all, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, take a, uh taking, go ahead. I was going to say, let's take back to what he was, what Swing was talking about on Edge, back from uh-huh. his beginnings. Edge, I believe, speared Jeff Hardy off the ladder at WrestleMania in that ladder match. Yep. It was a yep. TLC match, of course. I think they were going against Matt and Jeff and the Dudley boys in that one. Right, and, uh, Edge, and Christian. Edge was Edge was a made man after that. Oh, of course, that was his WrestleMania moment, and then he's had other ones along the way. The Cactus Jack, him well, and him and Mick Foley match when he was a Rated R superstar. Right. Um. Well, uh, you know, he was telling us how uh, when. Uh, uh, you know, I wish he, I don't know if he's listening or not. Uh, you know, he tells the story a lot better than I do, but, uh, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he can tell us about uh, his experience with edge and money in the bank. Um, uh, I, I guess he was live at that event, uh, when he cashed in his money in the bank and he became a edge, uh, head from that point on. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear that story, but you know, it's he's not on to tell it right now. Yeah, well, you know the poor the poor guy. I mean, he you know he does double <clears throat> duty, and 
you know, of we <clears throat> we love Big Swing and all all the good stuff that he does, and uh, you know, uh, you know that's what uh, you know that's what I, I want everybody to to know is that uh, everybody has their part on this show to make things work. Uh, you know, Granny uh, brings her flair to the uh, to the thing, but. Uh, we got uh, we got exactly. I just realized we got one minute left before our next guest calls in. So uh, I'll tell you what, Jesse, we do appreciate you joining on with us, and we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, it'll be awesome. Uh, the next time you're on with us, we'll uh, hopefully have more to talk about with uh, what's going right. on in your career and your next event. Exactly. I'm hoping we get something more here soon. And uh... Y'all just stay safe and enjoy life at this point. Don't, uh, there's nothing that can't be overcome. And right. I'm, I mean, saying we'll that, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because, yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm saying that because uh, the, the last week or so has been kind of rough on the family with my brothers stepson and and whatnot uh just not a good part of the last week week and a half well, well condolences we, uh, definitely to you all and your and the family so i appreciate we, that we, thank uh, you we're always we're always praying for you and uh you're you're part of our family <laughs> and uh we do love uh you taking time out of your schedule to join us and uh you be safe out there as well, and we'll definitely get you back on again. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Have Jesse. fun. Have a good night. Yep. Have a good one. You too. All Bye. Right. Jesse Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome, awesome interview. Uh, and uh, he, uh, uh, and, uh, once again, my laptop uh, locked up. So, Big Swing, if you're listening, if our guest is on, put them on. And uh, uh, we uh, will proceed with the interview. Um, I, I hate <sighs> that. Modern technology, you gotta love it, folks. Yeah, it uh, it it does suck, but you know, I mean, it, it works for it works for a short time, and then it just kind of bugs out on me, and then. Uh, um, so I'm going to try and uh, get this uh, back on. So, anyways. I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter holiday with family and friends and loved ones. And it's so hard to believe we're already in April, fans. I mean, seems like 2021 just got started, and here we are already into April. I don't know where it's going by to, but it's moving awfully fast. That is true. And, um, you know, I can we do have the 226 on, which I'm is our is our next uh, guest, which is yep. rapid fire rapid fire here like usual. So uh, if you're ready, I'm ready to put him through, man. 
Go ahead. All right. You're all good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is probably the hottest guest that we ever had on. And she is J-E double F double I E R E B E double C A H O double T double E R. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Jesse Rebecca Hotter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica Hotter, aka Blondie, and you are listening to the Attitude Era live with our host, the Icon and the Big Swin and Granny Hogster. How are you? <laughs> well, how are you? Now tell me, have you ever had an introduction like that? That was pretty hot. That was probably one of the best for sure. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not as hot as you, but uh, we'll uh, we'll continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Je- Je- Jesse Hotter, Blondie is our guest here. We got twenty seven minutes here. Uh, here's what we'll do here, Jesse. If you can give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, then we'll have some fun with you. Okay. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> Wherever you want to go, and then we'll fill in the blanks after that. Okay. Um, I was born in Gander, Newfoundland, uh, Newfoundland, Canada. I've followed wrestling since uh, probably before I could walk. And um, I grew up in Ontario, which is the mainland of Canada. We have quite a big establishment of wrestling community. Um, I worked for quite a few different wrestling companies. Some of my favorite wrestling stars were The Rock, of course, uh, Jake the Snake, um, all the greats, <laughs> and um, so wrestling companies. I am an anchor and video host for Magnificent Championship Wrestling in Brantford, Ontario. I uh, interview most of the stars in front of a green screen, and we're on DVD or what have you. It's mostly... Uh, you know, to raise money for charity events in our country, in our community. Also, in St. Catharines, Ontario, I'm an anchor and video host for Crossfire Wrestling. You can find me on Engaged at www.crossfirewrestling.com. And uh, it's just basically a really fun group of people from all over the globe. And you guys all know how that goes. It's a uh, it's basically for the kids and our fans. And, I don't know, I just love wrestling. always have uh, an important part of my life. <laughs> uh, Jesse Alders, our guest here. we got 25 minutes here with Jesse. Uh, you know, and, you know, the thing is, and don't take this the wrong way, but if you're in Canada, there's there's two things you can get into, wrestling or hockey. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're actually lucky that you decided to choose wrestling. Um <laughs> So, and I don't know if you uh, realized though, uh, during your introduction, did you get the the whole uh, the whole spelling thing? Did you get the connection there? <laughs> I'm like nervous a little bit. <laughs> well, if you remember, uh, if you remember, Jeff Jarrett used to do that. J E double F J A double R E double T double J. Jeff Jarrett, and of course, you're better looking than he is too. Okay. Uh, so, 
Now, you mentioned that um, you're, uh, you do a lot of stuff for charity, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring Brandy on in a second to talk about that. But uh, when, you, uh, when you got your first uh, uh, gig in wrestling, was did you have, was it a tryout? Uh, did they look at see you in the crowd and say, "Oh my goodness, she's like a, she's like a hundred on a scale of ten. We gotta see what she's interested." <laughs> How did that come about? Um, let me think. I think that maybe it had a lot to do with God. I don't know, but it's just I I've always reached out and worked with so many different like uh, professionally based programming in my life, and it just kind of all came in together. I used to mud wrestle, and after high school, I did a little bit of wrestling myself. Um, I model, actually. Like, I'm a freelance uh, model, and I just kind of, I guess, got in the right group of people. And I was asked to, I was interested in, you know, opening up for one of the ring announcers, and that's how it started out. So I collabed with the right people at the right time and doors opened and all my dreams started to come true and I just went with my heart I guess I could say and yeah. uh, you know you mentioned you mentioned that uh, you know your nickname is Blondie uh, and of course that obviously can't do anything with your hair now can it <laughs> yeah no it does uh, I um I'm a half my uh background I'm half native and half German and I came out very white with blonde hair so my mom called me blonde <laughs> it just stuck <laughs> and uh if I'm not mistaken didn't you uh did you live some uh some uh time in Egypt as well is that true no New York Mexico I just have it as Egypt just because you know I do have a quite extensive fan base and it's just better not to have my hometown or where I'm living at the time on there. It's, it's a fraud. Fraud nation. Well, 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 we'll forgive you for that, but uh, <laughs> I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was kind of cool. It's like Egypt, you know, I mean, Blondie, walk like an Egyptian. It kind of, it kind yeah. of makes sense. Walk like an Egyptian. Uh, so now you, um, you, uh, you got, uh, you started out modeling and then got into wrestling now, yeah. being in wrestling uh, has uh, that um, has that opened up your modeling career even more, or is yeah. it, uh, is it uh, or your modeling career was always at a at a high peak, and then uh, you know uh, you got more stuff in wrestling. What uh, what uh, what heightened? Uh, I don't. We know you're still going, but uh, how is uh, one heightened the other? bigger opportunities have come to the foresight. I didn't, uh, modeling is, is more standstill. You know, there's a lot of preparation involved for your two minutes of fame. But when it comes to wrestling, you're more engaged. You build more of a rapport with your fan base. So it, it put me in front of a live audience. It put me involved with so many different genres of, you know, uh, like live speed, like a, uh, internet-based programming, uh, calendars, uh, interviewing. Like, the biggest thing for me is just the live event, you know, where you get – there's so much, like, um, 
there's so much freedom to be who you are and to be more than what you were and like to look up these icons when I was this little girl of like wanting to be like the divas or the stars on WWE and now I'm actually here and I get to interview the stars and the fans are amazing. The live events are so amazing. So that was that was my biggest fear, my biggest anxiety, and now I'm there, and it just it's something that comes naturally to me. I just I love the fans, you know. And it was it was different to go a standstill model to being in live events and just like hearing the crowd rumble and like. You know, it's just, it's such a good feeling to know that something that I had anxiety about is like, I don't know, it's just here now, and I enjoy it. And I just, I don't want to look back, you know. Jesse, how is our guest here? Jesse, how is our guest here? We have, uh, we have about 19 minutes. Uh, I'm going to bring Granny on. Uh, Granny, now you guys both have something in common about uh, uh, charity events, Uh what do you have for our guest there, Granny? Go ahead. We have uh, 18 minutes. Go ahead. Well, what has been one of your most challenging matches you've ever had? Hmm. Challenging. Um, <clears throat> let me think. I'd have to say it was the first time that I was ever on the green screen, ever at a live event. And, uh, it was just like I could see my heart just pounding, right? And you're like, you walk off the stage and you're holding the arm of like this, you know, popular wrestler and you, you these little self-doubt get into your brain of like, oh my God, is this really happening right now? But you make it through and like, it's just like every other challenge, like nothing that is worth it is easy, right? <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. That's very true. So if you had a chance to have a dream match, who would it want, who would it be against and what kind of dream match would you want to have? Okay. First I'd want Ric Flair there, obviously. <laughs> I would love to have Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. <laughs> Good choices. Good choices. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, 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 well, see, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a, I, I'm just a fan. But I don't like the heels, and I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, you. Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Riviere at the last traditional championship wrestling show that they did in Fort Smith, Arkansas, back in 2013. Took it right out of my hand. It was one of those fold-up ones, you know. Oh, so, God. And everybody thought that he broke it because he started swinging it around, and they're like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Holster's cane. He broke Granny's cane. And I mean, the crowd was going wild. I think the, we could have blown the roof off that building that night in Fort Smith. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when it comes to, like, the outfits and stuff, too, it's just, like, I love, like, the color and, like, the feel of the music and, like, the opening mm-hmm. announcement of the wrestlers coming on, you know? It's just, like, the feeling of the community 
and everybody that's involved, it's mostly about the kids, right? Like the kids look up to their fans and it's, or to, you know, their idols, their wrestling idols. And it's just, I love it so much, you know? I just love to well, watch I the sparkle. I, I, I help with an organization. They're, they wrestle in Oklahoma and they've been doing shows for kids fighting childhood cancer since 2011. And I have met some really amazing kids and their families over the years that I, and I, I live in Arkansas, so I drive, you know, almost two hours to go over by the Tulsa area to take merchandise to the promoter and to help with these shows. And I, like I said, I, I, these wrestlers, I mean, I'm not related to any of them, but it's like, they're like, Granny, don't you don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? You know, you better sit down before you break a hip. And I I I got in one one somebody's face one night. He said that to me, and I grabbed my keys out of my purse and I doubled my fist up in his and I threw my fist in his face. I almost hit him in the nose with my fist. But I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. Right. And he ran off screaming. He ran off screaming. So I have a lot of fun doing what I, I have a lot of fun doing what I do. Uh, yeah, Barbie's like, our guest here. We have uh, 15 minutes here with Barbie. I wish it was 15 years, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, when you uh, first broke into the business, uh, you mentioned you've been you've been uh, you've been doing this for how long now? Um basically my whole life, but officially probably about five years um, professionally, which I'm so grateful for. I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for um, Nick Mercanti from Magnificent Championship Wrestling and um, also working with Crossfire Wrestling and being on Engaged. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for the bosses in these fields that recognized my talent and gave me a chance to represent their company. I shout out to them. You know, it is. You know, it's interesting that you know, uh, you know, you've been involved your whole life, and uh, you know, you've, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you kind of did this, started doing this professionally five years ago. But uh, you got to admit, though, it's amazing uh, how women's wrestling has changed and evolved over the years compared to like when you first started. How they're having uh, women do bra and panties matches and gravy bowl yeah. matches and, uh, you know. Thank you for that. Thank you for stuff. saying that. Women right. and, are uh, amazing. Now, we have brought to the forefront the most amazing, like all the divas, like Trish Stratus. She's like awesome. I love her to pieces. But like, yeah, there's more to women wrestlers than just bras and panties. They'll give you a good go. They'll give you a good match, and they'll put you on your ass real quick, just as fast as any of those big boys will. You know, and uh, you know, uh, you know, don't take the question the wrong way, but you know, <laughs> you would never, you would never, never, ever do a match like that. Uh, obviously, correct? I. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, you know, like, I can't give you a for sure, but I just think that, you know, like, even, like, here's an example, um, like, about the Egypt thing. Um, I believe that there was a couple years back 
that there was a bunch of the female wrestlers that have gone to an Arabian country and uh, they weren't allowed to wear their uh, their getup as they would like here on the mainland, right? They had to wear long sleeve shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, you never know. You can't really say that I wouldn't or that I would, but I believe that there's more to wrestling than panties and underwear, right? But yeah, they look good doing it. So why would you stop them, right? Like, I guess it depends on that person and the character, the original like idea of what the forefront of the the game's gonna be. So. You know, and uh, and uh, to be honest, and I know a lot of, uh, I know I know that uh, there's a lot of uh, fans that would uh, 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 not believe my next statement, but uh, for me, I'm actually glad that uh, they're concentrating more on the athleticism of the wrestlers, and they're actually referring to them as wrestlers instead of divas. You know, yes. I mean, I mean, yes, being a diva back in the day. Uh, helped open the door, but I think, you know, things really started to change when uh, Charlotte Flair arrived on scene, you know, and uh, I mean, you look at, you you look at all that Charlotte Flair has done and everybody is like, well, you know, look at because of who her dad is. Well, that may be be, uh, true to some extent, but you still have to go out and perform as well. And uh, you can't teach that. You have to be your own person. I mean, yeah. yes, your father may be Ric Flair, but you still have to go out and perform and do and hone your craft. That's I mean, right. And he's not. Yeah, Ric Flair is not out there wrestling for his daughter. She's doing her own thing. Right. And didn't uh, the Rock's daughter just get signed too onto the rosters a little while back before COVID? I believe that yeah. she's on. Uh, yeah. There's actually a few uh, other genera- uh, few genera- uh, gen- uh, second generation, third generation wrestlers that are coming out. I believe Nick Foley's daughter uh, might be starting to wrestle too. Noel Foley. Amazing. I just love it. Yeah, you know, like it, it, I agree with you when it comes to the diva and the wrestling thing. Like, you know, you check out the rosters in America and Canada, you will find that there is some of the greatest athletic ability-based female wrestlers that you're going to find in the world. Some of them have trained, like in Taiwan and you know MMA, whatever. But yeah, it's not only about being pretty. These girls have worked their asses off to get where they are and they need to be recognized for that so thank you for saying that you know there's more than just being a pretty girl like they're too and they deserve to be recognized for being a female wrestler so I appreciate that you know and uh, you know uh, which which what is sad though is there are some there are somebody there are some fans out there that uh, you know they will go there uh, to a wrestling event just to see the, the female wrestlers because of how they look, not because of how they wrestle. And, you know, it, it is a shame that there are some that do that. But think about this, too. They they can do that, but, hey, at least they're still going there to see them a reason. They mean something to that fan. And they may just go for that match and then leave, but – they're the gals are bringing the the fans to the building 
whether whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. You're still getting the fans in the door. Now, the other uh, one question I did have, and uh, you know, I, I know this is kind of off topic about wrestling, but uh, uh, you know, the spelling of your first name with the two I I's uh, is that. Uh, could you kind of uh, explain that a little bit? Because I, when I tried to make your collector's card, I could not find that in any font where they had two double eyes. So, <laughs> okay. could you kind um, of elaborate a little bit? So, okay, if you if you can spell my name as Jesse or Blondie, if it's easier for everybody, but uh, it's a Y, not an I E for Blondie. But Jesse, all you do is you press the I on the keyboard and you hold it and it'll give you I think six to eight different appreciations of the letter I and you will look for the one that's got a double dot over it and you do that twice and it'll give you three or four dots <laughs> I know I know I have to make things difficult but it makes it more fun I'm an original well you know it's funny now if anybody ever says you can't ever learn anything on this show you're wrong. Yeah. I just learned yeah. how to do a double I. I just there tried that, and it worked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll give you a couple uh, different things to do. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have blondies on guests here. We got uh, seven minutes left. Uh, so, uh, you know, we won't uh, spend too much time on this because it, you know, it is a depressing thing, and we know that. But uh, with, uh, you know. We do have COVID going on, obviously. Uh, how has that affected uh, uh, your neck of the woods and what you guys are doing up there in your area? Oh, gosh. I, I hate to give it energy, but it is a downer. You know, it's it slowed a lot of things down, but it hasn't, you know, you can't. Well, I'm sure you guys aren't any different. You know, it, it's hard to continue to be things the way that they were before, but the faith and the enthusiasm of our community has not dampered one bit, you know? You know, I, it's, it's depressing because, uh, you know, work has slowed down. People don't know what it's going to be like in the future. It's, you know, oh, I can't wait for things to come back to normal. Well, honey, this is your new normal, so get used to it, you know? But, yeah, nobody... Nobody can take away that zest and that hunger for life, and you just have to kind of keep the faith and keep looking forward to the future and keep your hands clean, y'all. And uh, we, uh, as uh, our as our regular listeners know, we do have a contest going on right now, uh, and uh, I know that uh, Jessie will get those sent out to us as soon as she can, but uh, yeah. uh, anybody listening to the show right now, uh, from the end of the show uh, to the beginning of next week's show, uh, if you go on uh, our Facebook page, Author Ropes, you like our page, uh, when we do our uh, fan giveaway autograph session, uh, you will be automatically uh, uh, entered into that contest. Now, here's the thing. Uh we're going to be giving away several autographs, so you have uh, several opportunities to win. So if you're thinking that, geez, if I go to the page and like it, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to win anything. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, by the time we do this, we'll have uh, 
what, maybe 60, 70 guests uh, that we'll have to choose from. So we'll have a lot of giveaways. So uh, don't uh, uh, don't fear about that. So get on our page, Off the Ropes, like the page, and uh, we will uh, get you entered in our contest. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jesse, you do have the address where to send those, correct? Yeah, I printed them all off last night. I picked the prettiest pictures that I could find, and I will autograph them and probably give them a good kiss, and I will send them off to y'all, and you do as you wish. And thank you so very much for involving me in that, and I absolutely cannot wait to hear about these winners. Awesome. So we got, we got uh, unfortunately, we got about uh, three minutes left here. Uh, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? <laughs> Again, my name is Jesse Hotter. It's double I, and um, it's AK Blondie. You can find me on Facebook at Jesse Hotter, or you can find me on my modeling page at Blondie slash Model, and that's also on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Blondie Hotter, H-O-T-T, as in Terry, E-R. You can find me at www.crossfirewrestling forward slash jessicahotter.com. And uh, just find me here. Check out this podcast and uh, look forward to hearing anybody. If you want to reach out for any questions, you can get a hold of me at jessicarebeccahotter at 305gmail.com. And uh, if you guys go to her Facebook page, uh, you'll see a heck of a cool picture of her uh, on a motorcycle. Harley uh, um, uh, Davidson. Yeah. Now, is that yours? Or was that no. uh, something that they had you model? Yeah, just one of them that I model. I model quite a few things, uh, you know, bikes and old-fashioned cars. You'll see all kinds of stuff, you guys. Add me on Facebook. And, and think about this. Uh, whoever has that bike right now, they're, uh, they'll probably put it up for sale now and say, hey, did you listen to Attitude Era Live? Did you hear that wrestling <laughs> show? Well, she sat on this motorcycle. You can buy yeah. it right now. $10,000. <laughs> Write me a check. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the show. And, uh, any time that you guys need to reach out or you need, you know, Canadian collaboration, you just reach out to me and I'll do what I can for you. Well, we'll definitely have you on again, Jesse. We do appreciate your time on your schedule. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you for being on, and we'll definitely have you on again. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Have a great evening. Yeah, bye, Grandy. Bye, All guys. right. Jesse Hotter, aka Blondie, with us, ladies and gentlemen. What a what a stellar gal that she is. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think our our next guest might be on right now. Um, so I will bring them on and see if this is um our guest. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The living legend herself. She is Brittany Brown. 
Hey, this is Brittany Brown. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. All right. We have uh, we have Brittany Brown on with us. We have uh, 39 minutes or so, uh, maybe a little longer. I know I promised uh, we'd only keep you for, uh, uh, you know, about 35 minutes. But uh, if the interview uh, uh, goes well, would you be willing to stick around a little longer? Absolutely. Awesome, because we have several questions for you. Uh, but first off, before we do that, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, then we can start the interview and kick it off and have some fun. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, so I started back in '85, 1985. I seeked out the fabulous Mula, and I started going to her school. I went there every weekend. Uh, I flew myself there every Friday night. Flew home every Sunday night. And then when the airfares kind of doubled or tripled after about a year or so of doing that, I happened to be getting body work done on my Mustang. And there was a guy by the name of Tony Santos there. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. But when I got out of my car and he saw how tall I was, he got out of his car and he ran over and he said, you know, you'd make a great wrestler. And I just laughed and was like, yeah, well, I'm training to do that right now. And he's like, no, no way. And we got talking, and he brought me to Kowalski School in Boston. Um, at the time it was in Boston, then it, it moved to Malden, Mass. And that is where I finished up my training, staying pretty much uh, the rest of my career uh, and I would say I was Kilikowski's ladies champion of his International Wrestling Federation for, for probably 13 years. And I wrestled for 28 years. Really? So that's my story. That's awesome. Uh, Brittany Brown is our guest here. We have, uh, well, we have 36 minutes left of uh, airtime and, uh, uh, a little longer, to, uh, depending on. Uh, now, uh, we're, we're going to go through each step of uh, your career. We have several questions. Uh, the chat room is going crazy right now. Uh, but uh, uh, what I'm going to do is we'll kind of we'll kind of we'll kind of break it up into uh, different segments, and then uh, you know if there's anything that we ask that you don't want to answer. Uh, you know, we'll understand and we'll just move on. But, uh, you know, uh, first off, I know that you are, uh, let's see, what are you, six, one and a half, right? Uh, in high yes. School. And uh, you can uh, crush any man's lyric with your boot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, what we're going to do is we'll start taking through your training and then uh, we'll ask you some questions about that and then uh, we'll bring Granny in and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. Uh, now, you uh, you train with uh, you train with Killer Kowalski, uh, who's also known for uh, bringing a lot of famous wrestlers in the business. He he gave us China, 
which was great. And unfortunately, he gave us Triple H, who, of course, became uh, uh, popular because he started sleeping with the boss's daughter. But that's a whole other subject. But what was it like being with uh, Killer Kowalski the first time you met him? Did you kind of take us through that a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. Um, he, he was, you know, just his presence alone was very intimidating. And he he was kind of before my time of watching, you know, him on television. I think I might remember maybe seeing him once. Um, so I wasn't like as awestruck as I would have been if it was like Hulk Hogan or, or Mueller for that matter, because, you know, Mueller, I saw my entire childhood and, and teen years and everything. Um, but once I got to know him and, and found out more about his career and everything he had done, um, I mean, he was such an icon. I mean, such an icon. And, and and like I said, the minute he walks into a room, everybody is just in awe. So it, it was kind of intimidating um, at first. Uh, but then, you know, once you got to know him and, and over the years of going there four days a week and, and working for him, you know, two to four times a month, he became a second dad to me, to be honest with you. He really did. Um, we were very close. He was at my wedding, um, you know, very, very close over the years. And, and one of the hardest things for me was when, when he did pass away, when he got sick and passed away, it was very, very difficult for all of his students. Um, you know, all of us were there. We filled an entire church and, and everybody was just sobbing. We were all his kids. Uh, but it was great, and it was really hard training. He did not treat the girls any different than the guys. I can assure you of that. Um, but it, but it was just a wonderful experience, and he was a great guy, tough, but a great guy. You know, and uh, for those of uh, you don't know, uh, Killer Kowalski actually got his nickname because he uh, uh, he. Uh, ripped off a guy's ear and started laughing about it. Uh, that's not his name, uh, which is, which is pretty interesting. Uh, so now you were, you were with, uh, you were with him and then now you went from him to Mula or was it Mula to him? A Mula to him. Okay. And then well, we're going to, we're going to uh, ask you some stuff about uh, fabulous Mula in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, when you uh, started training with uh, the killer, as he is known, uh, who uh, who are some of the uh, wrestlers that uh, you trained with that we might have heard of? Um, well, I was there the day, um, you know, I was there for quite a while, actually, the day that uh, Triple H walked in the door. Um, I was there when John Cronus and Perry Saturn walked in the door. Um, and again, we all shared the ring, uh, because I was a girl, it didn't mean I didn't have to work with them because I did. Um, and you know, after several years of being there, I ended up, uh, training people there for him, um, as well as some other people did, um, you know, after me, uh, they trained people as well. Um, April Hunter is also one of his students and Melissa Coates. And I don't know if you remember Shelly Francis. She was also uh, Rosebud on his circuit and Shelly Francis on LPWA. She was one of the, the 
best people I've ever worked with. Um, and, you know, there were just a lot of people there. China came after me. Um, I was still working for him when she came, um, but I ended up leaving, and uh, she was there. Lots uh, of people, I'll tell you, a lot of good people there. Please tell us that you did get to knock out Triple H. What's that? Please tell us that you got to knock out Triple H. Uh, no, I did not do that. He actually, and and I'll say that to this day still, nicest guy I ever met. Polite, respectful one of the very few guys in the business that was not sexist, because most of them were, unfortunately. Um, and I, I, I know you said you think you have that he has his job because of who he slept with and who he married. And I don't know about that, but I will tell you, one of the hardest working guys that I ever saw, and and. And I'm going to put Perry Saturn in, in that as well. Perry Saturn, one of the hardest working guys I ever saw. Nice, respectful, very good people. And uh, you know, uh, and uh, I'll admit, and I know you, I know you hear this uh, from a lot of uh, podcasts that you're on. And everything people always say this and everything. Blah 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 blah. I, I'm a huge fan, but I'll tell you what though. Here, here's where my fandom uh, with you when I first got to know you was uh, your fusion, your fusion with uh, Wendy Richter and uh, uh, Shelly Francis. Uh, that's how uh, that's how far my fandom goes back with you. Uh, I remember uh, your matches with them, and uh, you know I always thought it was cool that uh, the the matches that you had with them, and uh, you would uh, you would concur. I absolutely loved working with Shelly Francis. Um, she is from Kowalski's as well. Um, she was very close to my size, like within a half an inch or so. Um, we worked great together. We had some awesome matches. We worked in so many different places. And had, had she stayed in the business longer, I absolutely know she would have been a huge star, way bigger than what she was. Um, not to say that she wasn't, because she was, um, but she definitely would have been top-notch. Um, and Wendy Richter, yes, worked with her, nice person, but I'll tell you, one of the stiffest people I ever worked with. <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Brittany Brown's our guest here. We have... Uh, we have 34 minutes of regular time. They're actually going to let us go five minutes over, so we're going to have some fun here in the next uh, half hour. So uh, when you wrestled, uh, and I know this, uh, I'm asking this for our fans out there, when you wrestled, would you consider yourself to be more of a, a, a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or were you more of a, a crowd individual? Oh, a definite heel. Oh, wow. And with that being said, Granny, we have a heel. What do you have for our guest? Bring yes, we Go do. Ahead. Yes, we do. Now, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan of the sport. But Granny does not like the heels. And I can talk some pretty good smack to them when I have to. I lo- that's oh, what I love. Boy. That's what everybody loves. That's what everybody loves about me. 
boy, and I wasn't even warned. No, you weren't. You surprised. Surprise <laughs> is right. Yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise. So, um, well, but if you yeah, had an opportunity, if you had an opportunity to have any kind of dream match, what would it be, and who would you want your opponent to be? Oh boy, I probably would like to be in a tag match with Medusa, Sherry Martel, oh, and wow. Moolah. Oh, wow. What great choices. That's yeah. amazing. Now, That's I, amazing. I certainly worked with Moolah a bunch of times. I worked with uh, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin. Oh, my God, they were Awesome, awesome, awesome to work mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. But I never, ever got to work with Sherry or Medusa. Oh, wow. Yeah, surprising. Was, and a lot of people, be... you know, when I say that, people have actually said to me, oh, no, you've worked with Medusa. I've seen the match. And I'm like, no, really, I have not worked with Medusa. Whatever you saw, it wasn't me. That and would be, that would be a... amazing. That, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. Right? What's that? That, that? that was probably when you were having an out-of-body experience during that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you have no idea how many times I've been told that. And I'm like, I, I have well, no idea who the person is that you, you guys all saw, but I swear to God it wasn't me. Well, let me, I mean, I'm, I, I'm 58 years old and I, you know, and my wrestling family, which I'm not related to any of them, I go to a lot of independent shows and they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And I had one wrestler about four years ago tell me, he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? Oh. And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I threw my fist up in his face with my keys and doubled up in my fist. I almost hit him in his nose. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. <laughs> and I love just it. Give you another give you another little example, as example of what I can do. There's a an independent organization that runs here in Springdale, Arkansas, where I live, called WCWA. And last month we had um, the women's uh, champion. She was in a match, and um, Erica Torres, she's like the manager-type valet person for a guy by the name of Definition of Definition Double D. I call him Double Dork. He's part (laughs) of Tier 1. And she's sitting there in the chair in the corner watching the match, and she says, Kate. What kind of champion are you? Better than that. What kind of champion are you? What do you think you're doing? And I said, Erica, she's a better champion than you are. So when she came out this month to the show, you know, um, Kate was out there wanting to have a, um, uh, you know, they were going to do a a number one contenders women's match to face Kate for the champion. And, um, you know, Erica came out. She started running her mouth like she always does. They they call her the American witch is what they call her. (laughs) And she came out. She always wears black. She came out with these ram horns, these purple ram horns on her head. I mean, you know, type thing. 
And I said, Erica, I said, remember last month when you asked Kate what kind of champion she was? And and I told, and I said, a better one than you are, Erica. And everybody in the crowd started saying, Granny, Granny, Granny. And she's like, All stop. right. She's like, stop, stop. Why are you cheering on that old hat for? Why are you saying her name? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you are well known there. I well, I am. A, you know, there used to be a, a another company that ran in Arkansas. They quit running in 2013, and they used to do TV tapings called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and they still show the old reruns down on TV in the Little Rock area. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still have people come up to me and say, "Hey, aren't you that lady in that yellow shirt? Aren't you Grant? Aren't you the one they call Granny Holster?" <laughs> I and one love of my wrestling, one of my wrestling buddies that lives over in Oklahoma, he 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 posted this on my Facebook page one day. He says, "You know, it's it's funny when you get a better pop, and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers." And oh, that's I'm just great! I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how much I love this sport. And when my husband and I had the opportunity to meet Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas at an autograph signing back in 2019, told me he, and which I still consider this a huge compliment, he says, Granny, he says, you're that true fan that we so much loved back in the day that we right. don't see anymore. You know, right, it's so we true. Just, we just don't see anymore. And I love doing what I do. I mean, I think I've been to one I've been to one WWE show in my whole entire life. But that's what I love about the independent shows because when TCW was running, I mean, I'm friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton from the Midnight Express. I've mm-hmm. met people like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer, the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, you know, Matt Hardy. I mean, the list goes on. Diamond Dallas Page, Jack Roberts. I met. I have met some pretty big names by going to cool. that, you know, wrestling show over the years. And that's what I love about. I just love my wrestling shows. And I help with an organization over in Oklahoma called Wrestling for a Cause. They do shows for uh, kids fighting childhood cancer. And I'm really. I really am involved, in, and I, I, I'll take merchandise to the promoter. I'll pick up shirts for him and take him to the shows. And I just, yeah. you know, it's just, I mean, I'm friends with Trevor Murdoch, you know, and, he, and just, I, I just love doing what I do. I just, I, I love, I love doing what I do, and I love making it fun for the other fans because I can, I like I said, I can talk some pretty good smack when I have to. I mean, I know my limitations. I know my limitations. I mean, I've been handcuffed to a manager at Wrestling for a Cause. They ha- they they tell me before the show. They said, "Granny, we're going to handcuff you to Pierce tonight." And I was like, "Okay." And they did. They literally handcuffed me to this manager so he couldn't interfere. And I wow. was like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah." So it's just um, I had one. At this WCWA show last week, he's from Texas. His name's Will Alday. He says, Granny, he says, you and I are going to have a match one of these days. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on, big man. If you think you're big enough, you know, bring it on. I mean, I've had two knee replacements and a pacemaker, so I know I couldn't get in the ring and wrestle. But I've got enough people people that that would protect me from getting hurt. There you go. (laughs) 
get I'll just get my I'll just get my guys that that love me so much that they'll that they'll they'll protect me you know they'll they'll help me out so there you go but you'll be amazing. all set it's really it's really awesome having you on our show tonight oh well thank you so much it's awesome talking to you so go ahead icon. Did we lose we have, you, Icon? Uh, no, yeah, we, we have the Boston bad. We have the Boston bad girls. Our guests here. We got uh, 25 minutes of regular time, 30 minutes of overtime here. Uh, so now uh, I'm just kind of curious, and we'll we're gonna we're gonna cover this, and then uh, you know we'll kind of get into the weeds a little bit on this. Uh, uh, but uh, there's a few other things I want to ask you uh, first. Uh, now, you you got to do some things with uh, 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 Freddie Mercury, did you not? And uh, with uh, Aerosmith, right? I did. What was that like? Tell us how you got involved with uh, Freddie Mercury, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I suppose uh, when he first met you and he saw one of your matches, that's where he came out with another one bites the dust because you would always defeat everybody. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, he came out with that way before he met me. <laughs> um, but, that, no, he was a very, very close friend of mine. Um, you know, we were kind of like family. Uh, met when I was 15, actually, and I was going to modeling school, and he contacted the modeling school that I was going to and asked for some photos because he was looking for girls to be in a music video and he handpicked me and they flew me to uh, London and I worked for him from the time I was 15 and a half until I was geez I think 27 That's awesome. and I was in 11 of their videos and I had a blast uh, great guys, great production, um, just really like unbelievable stuff. I, I was in multiple different countries with them. Um, I was at Live Aid with them as a guest, not certainly not on stage, um, but I, I did. And and Aerosmith, I also met them when I was very young too because we were all from the same area. I grew up in Situate, Mass, and um, Joey Kramer lived in Situate, and Steven Tyler at the time lived in Marshfield, and a, a couple of the other guys lived, I, I, I believe, also in Marshfield, which is just the next town over from where I lived. And so I actually met all of these people before I ever started wrestling. Which is cool because you're the reason why Steven Tyler didn't want to miss a thing. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's um, – those are some little-known facts about me. Not many people know that I did that stuff um, because at the time I was still in high school and my parents didn't want anybody to know that I really? was doing music videos and, and, and then, you know, of course MTV came out and that was the biggest thing. And, you know, it was huge and we lived in a really small town and, and it was very, very quiet. 
it was not in the open. So, uh, so your parents were worried about uh, them having to uh, change their phone number because everybody would call looking for you. Well, they, they were kind of worried about like weirdo, you know, like weirdo groupie, like crazed fan people, and and, and I'll tell you, I. I probably would have had that because I certainly had my share in wrestling. So, and, uh, basically, you know, uh, uh, you know, every, every morning you wake up and then you sing every time I look in the mirror, <laughs> that's the only thing yeah. that I ever do on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, Brittany Brown as our guest here. We got uh, 25 minutes here left, and uh, you know what's uh, what's interesting, uh, Brittany is, uh, you know, uh, you know, big swing being and uh, being from New York. You know, we all know the rivalry between uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know, and you being known as right. Bo- the Boston Bad Girl, which is really really awesome. But uh, <laughs> you know, you had uh, you had. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask you a few more things, and I'm going to kind of go into the hard-eating question. Like I say, if there's any questions about it you don't want to answer, I'll understand. But, uh, you know, you uh, you were uh, involved in many different uh, wrestling um, alliances. Um, uh, I believe uh, probably your biggest successful uh, run was in um, – if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, the WWAW? Uh, it was, you know, I, I worked for NWA New Jersey a lot. I worked for WWA a lot and WWWA. Um, so I'm not, you might mean that one, WWWA, which was out of Pennsylvania. Right, and right, I, right, right, yeah. Yeah, and I was actually the co-promoter for eight years of WWA, which was World Wrestling Alliance out of Massachusetts, and we ran twice monthly for eight years. And uh, you, uh, you also did work for WCW, but you never did get to the WWE, correct? That is correct. I, I did get asked three times to go there, and I did not go. Is it because uh, now? And I'm going to ask about that now. I, I don't know how uh, how up you are in the current product or how things have been the last several years, but uh, that's one of the reasons why we came on the show because we like to bitch about how bad the product is uh, right. and uh, all that. But uh, you know, you know, in the uh, you know late '90s during the Attitude Era and uh, early 2000s, you know they Basically, they were having uh, women as divas and eye candy, and now they're starting to uh, get more into their athletic ability. Uh, what is your thought on that? Because back when you were wrestling, you were known as a basically an ass kicker and a, a, a villainous uh, uh, villain. Uh, you know, you weren't known as eye candy, and then they kind of switched and they went back to the. Could you kind of uh, talk a little bit about that on uh, how you how it's evolved from when you were in and then went and then kind of got back on track? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so when I was actually asked to go work for them, 
I'm going to say the first time was probably 93, and the second was 98, and the third was 2000. And if you if you guys think back to those times, those were the times that nobody ever wore what I wear. And those of you that know me know that I wear full-body unitards 99.9% of the time. And I knew, and, and Kowalski also knew, that that wasn't going to fly at WWE or WWF at the time. Um, and I wouldn't change my gear for LPWA, so I certainly wasn't going to change it for WWF. And Walter didn't want me going there. I didn't want to go there. My father went to every match with me for 28 years, and there's no way that I would be involved, whether he was there or not, I would not be involved in any type of bra and panty thing or mud wrestling or jello wrestling or wearing little stupid skirts to the ring and and sticking your butt cheeks out i wasn't going to do it uh so i i chose not to do that yeah you you're you're uh you know i guess people would call it conservative which is which is awesome because you know you weren't going to uh you weren't going to change the way that you were uh, for a paycheck, which, right. you know, which guys, uh, all wrestling fans have to respect because, you know, there are some gals that went into uh, the business uh, just to, you know, show themselves off. Uh, yep. And, but you were in it for the wrestling aspect. And, right. uh, you know, if uh, someone can't respect that, then why are you a fan? You know, I agree. I, I totally agree. And I'll tell you um, – I have absolutely no respect for those people that dress like that. You know, to each his own. Uh, I'm not saying what what I wore was right and what they're wearing is wrong, but I think it's pretty clear who was in it to be a wrestler and who wasn't. Right. And, uh, you know, the one thing that... um... The one thing, though, that uh, that will always stick out in my mind, uh, you know, like when you would wrestle, is how uh, – and uh, uh, what's your name could tend to this? You always like to uh, stretch your opponent. You used to, like, put your foot right in their back, and you would pull them towards you, and they would just, like, oh, my goodness. You <laughs> – you uh you you put a, you put a hurting on some of your opponents, right? With with your with your long legs and your long stature, I mean your your height helped you to more advantages than uh, than people would realize. Correct? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I I really noticed it even more. I mean, it was so noticeable when I worked with much shorter girls. Um, you know, I, I'll. I think it was Cindy Paradise and then um, Ivory and Linda Dallas were the three that stick out in my mind that were just so much shorter than me. And I thought to myself, my God, I don't know how these girls do it. I really don't because they they didn't have what I had. I mean, don't get me wrong, all three of them were great wrestlers and everything that they did was, you know, I mean, the – 
all three of them were great. But um, I'll tell you, I don't know how they did it. I, don't, I, I, I couldn't work the way that I worked if I was that short. Right. And uh, we, have, uh, we have Brittany Brown's right yes, here. We've got 13 minutes. Uh, now I'm going to ask you uh, a few things about uh, your first trainer, uh, Fabius Mula, and uh, I myself love Fabius Mula, but uh, I'm going to have you kind of help clear up a little of the rumor and innuendo because there's been a lot of uh, negative uh, press about uh, Mula over the last couple of years. Uh, maybe you can kind of help uh, put uh, those myths to bed, uh, per se. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard the stuff, and I'm sure people have asked you about Fabulous Mula. Kind of take us through uh, about how untrue the stuff said about Fabulous Mula is and how untrue it uh, is. Yeah, i got to tell you, I have done so many interviews on this, and um, back, you know, right in the middle of when they changed, you know, when Snickers said they wouldn't, be the sponsor of the WWE's, uh, and they they changed the event to the May Young Classic, which, you know, I love May Young. She was great, too. Glad that they used her name, but I'll tell you, Moolah should never have been taken off anything. She was the original pioneer of, of women's wrestling, and there wouldn't be anybody else after her if it wasn't for everything she did. And and I will tell you, I was there for over a year, every single weekend. She stayed at my house when, when they did their LIWA East Coast banquet and show here um, on the East Coast. Her, uh, Diamond Lil, and Mae Young all stayed at my house for the whole weekend. Um, and, and I'm telling you, I never saw anything at all, like they said about her, and, and I've even heard some of the girls that were, you know, you know, way older than me, way before my time. The stuff that they said couldn't have been more the opposite of what I witnessed. And, and I'll tell you, it was so hurtful to hear all of this after she died when she couldn't stand up for herself. You know, and you're hearing all this stuff. It's like. Who are they talking about? That's not the moolah I know. And uh, you had to just clench your fist and rage. It's like, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, I, I that's right? exactly how I felt. You know, we had uh, uh, we had uh, Princess Victoria on with us uh, about Ugh. six months ago now. And uh, I, I, are you familiar with her? I know of her, but I never met her. She was before my time, and, and I know she's bad-mouthed Mueller quite a bit. Well, you know, she uh, she did, uh, but she did on our show. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, she kind of, you know, she kind of defended Mueller a little bit. You know, Really? Kind of, yeah, uh, on our show, that is. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, you've heard that. I mean, this is this is the stuff that we've heard, and and you can help put all that crap to rest. But uh, you know, uh, people have said that you know she would uh, send her girls out to hook up with guy wrestlers, this and that, to get jobs or whatever. That that never happened. We know never right? happened. Never happened. In fact, I'll never forget the. First weekend I came there. So, so the first time I met her, I came 
came there with my dad to check the place out. Donna Cristinello picked us up at the airport, brought us there. We stayed the weekend. You know, my father said everything was good and everything. So then the following weekend is when I started coming by myself. Now, that following weekend, I was told on no uncertain terms with a finger in my face that her girls do not date when they live on her property and they have nothing to do with the guys that live across the lake. Now, at the time, I think there was only two guys there being trained, um, and they lived on the other side of the lake. But we were not allowed in the gym when they were there. We were not allowed to talk to them, see them, be in the same place with them. And we were not allowed out at night, you know, drinking or anything like that. So I'm telling you, it could not have been anything further from the truth. And uh, that's awesome. And, you know, when I heard all that stuff that they said about uh, Mae Young, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. Now, uh, and I'm sure that you, you you saw the piece that they did on Dark Side of the Ring about Moolah, correct? I did. did you not even watch it? And oh, thought, I watched it. I watched it. It was, it was, I'm telling you, it's just crazy. Crazy! I'm I'm amazed at the stuff Wendy Richter said. Amazed, absolutely and, amazed. And, and I don't know if you, if you guys have seen the videos out there on YouTube of Judy Martin, who probably spent the longest time there, other than Donna Cristinello. Um, but Judy Martin was literally sobbing in the video, broke down sobbing for how bad she felt about what everybody was saying about Mula. You know, it you know, it is it's it's sad though that uh people will tear somebody down to put themselves over uh yep. you know, for a few more minutes of fame, which is which is pretty sad. You know and, It is sad. Uh, I'll admit, you know, I, I've been on the receiving end of that. Uh, you know, people uh saying crap about me just to uh you know build themselves up and you know the sad thing is that people uh don't uh you know when people hear stuff they take it as fact and right. they, they don't go and uh they don't go and ask the person what they heard they're just like okay well it must be fact uh right and the truth is it couldn't be farther from the truth exactly and and, and that's you know some of us Things I heard, I just I couldn't believe it. And then and, and and a lot of people said that Luna claimed that she was sent out to be like a hooker and stuff. I knew Luna. Luna stayed at my house when I lived in Situate, Mass. She was best friends with my best friend. And let me tell you something. I never heard any of that come out of Luna's mouth ever. So, yeah, uh, you're talking about Luna Bashan, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, and, and the big story, one of the you know one of the big stories is that oh Luna went there when she was young and she was underage, which she wasn't, um, and and she sent her off to a um, I think they said a doctor, and and uh, you know he wanted sexual favors and she set that up and all this and it, it just. It's not true. 
it's just and, not uh, true. And, you know, and it, you know, and it's 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 really sad too that uh, you know, uh, and you know, the sad thing is, you know what the truth is, and uh, I've always I've always said this about what I hear people, and this not put myself over, but of course that's a wrestling term, trying to put yourself over, but uh, you know, the thing is it's like, I, I've always lived with this rule people have their version of the story, I got the truth and, right. you know you have the truth, and you know none of it is true. That's and, right. You know, the sad thing is, do you think uh, it'll ever the reputation will ever get reappear, repaired that you know she'll be able to come back to the the glory that she had before all this BS started. You know, there's there's so many people that know the truth, and, and just a handful of those people stepped up and and told it. And I'm proud to be one of them, and and, and many other girls that I know are, are proud to be. Uh, one of them as well, um, but I think more should have. And I'm very, very, very shocked at some of the things that were said. And, and I, I really, really believe in my heart that the only reason they did it is, A, they never would have done it if she was still alive. That's A. And B is, is to, like you said, put themselves over and and bring somebody else down when they can no longer be around to defend themselves. I don't believe anybody would have said what they said if she was still alive. Exactly. Uh, we have uh, we have Brittany Brown with us. We have three minutes of uh, regular time and five minutes of overtime. Uh, real quick here, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing. Do uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe? What do you got? <laughs> I get everything but a GoFundMe. <laughs> um, I, I'm on Facebook. I'm Brittany Brown on Facebook. Um, I love the fans on there. It's great. It's probably the best way to reach me. I can be reached on, um, if you want to email me, brittanybrown1 at aol.com. <clears throat> yes, they still make, it, it still is a thing, AOL. So it's Brittany Brown and the number one at aol.com. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter. You know, that, but Facebook is, is my biggest presence for sure. You know, it's funny how you mentioned the AOL, and uh, it's funny how AOL Time Warners would help kill WCW. <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no no uh, kidding. Uh, yeah, so I've, a, I've had for... one email address ever since computers came out. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask this real quick here. And, uh, you know, we do have a contest going on. Hopefully you'll be able to help us out with this. Uh, anybody that goes to our page, uh, Off the Ropes on uh, Attitude Era or Off the Ropes on Facebook, uh, from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show, if you go to our page and like it, we'll get you entered into uh, win an uh, autographed picture from one of our guests uh, from the previous year uh, or from this year, 2021. Uh, we'll be doing that uh, in December uh, is when we're going to uh, start uh, announcing the winners. But do you think you'd be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways? Absolutely. Awesome, and I'll send you a uh, I'll send you a uh, 
an address on uh, Facebook Messenger uh, where to where to send that. Um, Super. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, let's see. So uh, you uh, you have a uh, you're doing a lot of stuff uh, for color uh, uh, color uh, Alex. Could you? Uh, I'm talking. Can I tell us about that? Oh, I used to be involved with Cauliflower Alley Club. I, I was the first female officer ever in the club, and and the president at the time was Luthez. Um, and and that was pretty remarkable because nobody ever ever dreamed that there'd be a woman officer. Um, I was on the board. I was the uh, secretary. Um, I was honored by the Cauliflower Alley Club, I think, in 94, 1994. Um, it was a great honor because back then it was a great organization. Um, now, oh, my goodness, it's just not the same. Um, ever since B. Brian Blair decided he would be president, um, you know, from what I heard recently, I heard that all the board members resigned all the officers resigned. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I was told by more than one person. Um, and, and that the, the club is kind of defunct. And, and that shocks me because uh, I was there on, under Luthez, under Nick Bockwinkle. And, you know, now I guess it's just like a parody. And, and they yeah, actually yeah. also, and, and I really, really protested against this, but they actually had a Q&A session at one of their annual banquets in, in Las Vegas about the Moolah situation. And yeah, you know, I, I just begged them not I've, to do I've it, but they did it. Yeah, I, I've heard that, too, about that. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've, uh, we've had the... Uh, of course, Brian Blair, you know, one half of the Killer Bees uh, with him and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I've tried to get him on the air with us uh, several times, and uh, uh, every time I've been closed, something has come up, so he hasn't been able to be on the show with us, and uh, I just quit trying, unfortunately. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh when I was a kid, uh, not only you being my female hero, but uh, jumping Jim Brunzel will always be one of my heroes. And uh, you know, but uh, but we got uh, we got Brittany Brown here with us. We got about uh, two minutes left. Uh, we are into the overtime session. Uh, uh, you know, we're getting a big bump off because of the uh, the championship game. Uh, you know, March Madness. Uh, right. You know. Uh, Congratulations to Baylor for beating Gonzaga, um, you know, uh, and that's a little lead-in for the big swing. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Brittany, you know, you have been so awesome. And uh, I do appreciate, uh, you know, taking time out of your schedule to be on with us tonight and uh, share a lot of memories. And, unfortunately, we weren't able to get to any of the questions that the chat room has, maybe – if uh, if you could stand it, uh, we'd like to have you back on again at some point, uh, you know, and uh, I appreciate you dropping the restraining order against me because I promised I'd stop talking or calling you at 3 in the morning, but I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, 
you know, and uh, I've seen some of your videos. Now I know why uh, you don't need the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to come back on. I would love that. I think that would be great. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Granny, you have anything else before we uh, sign off? No, here? no. I, I, It was an amazing interview, and we would love to have her back on. And maybe we can work it out where we can just do a special show where we can just dedicate the whole show directly to her. And that way it would give a chance for some of the fans in the chat room to get some of their questions answered. Well, Brittany, I'm going to ask you this right now, and I'm going to put this out right now. Uh, on our Facebook page, I believe we have 2,300 likes, something like that. Here's what I'm going to do, and then we'll we'll schedule it, uh, you know, so it fits your schedule. Maybe we can do a special show. If we can get up to 2,500 likes on our page, we'll do a special show featuring just Brittany. We'll do it on a special day uh, so it works out with her schedule and ours. And uh, would you be willing to do that for us? Absolutely, 100%. And I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do an added feature. We'll find one of your matches on face, on YouTube, and we'll do a watch-along. And, uh, cool. you know, we can do a little audio commentary about one of your matches. How's that sound? Would that be awesome? That would be great. Yeah, because there's a, there's a few matches I watch. I like to, I like to uh, go one-on-one with you uh uh, I won't go in the ring with you, obviously. <laughs> we'll talk about your time in the ring, but well, I'll tell you what. I, I can see that they're uh, they're uh, giving me the uh, you know that whole cut sign underneath the uh, the throat thing. We got to cut it, but uh, oh yeah. I'll tell you what, Brittany, you've been awesome. And uh, fans listening, be checking out Off the Ropes on Facebook uh, to see who will be on uh, next week. Another three guest show. And uh, we uh, will definitely uh, have another big show uh, next week. And uh, nothing's going to stop this show. And uh, we do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, We thank uh, Brittany for being on with us tonight. And we will definitely see everybody again next week. If I can find our outro I will play that so we can move on to the uh, coverage of March Madness. So, everybody, check us out on Facebook, Off the Ropes, and uh, we will definitely uh, see you all next week. And what the hell, I'll just play this as our outro. Here we go. Who's it going to be? You think you know me.